back to another episode of Inanimate Territory. We got a great one for you today. We're going to be talking old guys. Age is but a number, as they say. And on July 19th, 1982, the MLB was having a what they called an old cracker game where a bunch of retired players got together all-star weekend and had an old-timers game. In that game, Luke Appling, a Hall of Fame shortstop who only had 45 career home runs, he was a a leadoff guy, career leadoff guy and, you know, was fast, stole a lot of bases, didn't hit for power, but at 75 years of age, on that day he he whacked a home run off a of Warren Spawn in the old cracker game. And it was just hilarious. If you watch the the clip on YouTube, everyone's just like in shock when he when he smacked that out of the out of the stadium. No, it just cleared the fence, and it's debatable whether it was actually a shortened field because um, it was an old cracker game and they set up chairs. It's disputed whether it was actually like a three hundred footer or if it was maybe closer to like two hundred twenty feet. But regardless. 75-year-old grandpa, Luke Appling, hit the most memorable home run of his career. Thanks to him, we're going to be talking guys today who played long and successful careers in their sport and the memorable stuff that happened to them on this day. So let's go back to 1910 when... You know it, the only pitcher in history to ever win 500 games, Cy Young, gets his 500th win at age 44. And Cy Young was a player who played many, many seasons, pitched over 800 complete games. And when you think about old-timers, people playing well past their prime but still producing as if they're still in their prime, putting up numbers like the young kids wish they could. Cy Young was definitely one of the most memorable guys, one of the first guys that was a household name that you could count on him year in and year out, 10, 15, 20 years into his career to be putting up numbers. And on that day, he got his 500th career victory. Let's backtrack a little bit to 1897 when Honus Wagner, an all-time great, a Hall of Famer, played his first ever baseball game. And he played until he was 43 years old. And we all know Honus Wagner is one of the greatest shortstops to ever play the game. Pittsburgh Pirate, Hall of Famer, and... Funny enough, in 1982, Tony Gwynn of the San Diego Padres would also take the field for the first time. He played 21 seasons, all with the Padres. He and Honus Wagner amazingly share the Major League Baseball record for most batting titles in a career. They're the only two players to win the batting title eight times in their career. Unreal stuff. So it's it's amazing how they're linked. 
They both debuted on the same day, 85 years apart, and went on to to create history the way no one else has done it before. Tony Gwynn also had a hit on the same day where Randy Johnson of the Arizona Diamondbacks set an MLB record for most strikeouts in a relief appearance. Now, before we talk any further about this relief appearance, I have to make a disclaimer that the game actually began on July 18th against the San Diego Padres, and they were having some technical difficulties at the field, and they had to postpone the game till the next day. Kurt Schilling had been the original starter of the game, and when they picked up the next day, they management made a decision to put Randy Johnson out there to start the third inning. So yeah, he he technically was a relief pitcher, but they used him as basically you would use a starter and he struck out 16 batsmen and the Diamondbacks would go on to win 3 nothing. Now Tony Gwynn didn't play in that first game of that doubleheader, but later that evening he would get a hit. It was one of the last 10 hits of his career. His career, 3,141 hits. And it's just amazing to me when I, when I, you know, when I do the research for, for these days in the calendar and kind of go over the historic moments. And when you really go into it and get, get deep, deep into it, like I've been getting, Something that is so not iconic, but at the same time, uh, a hit by Tony Gwynn, which meant nothing. But when you look at it and you see like, wow, this is really the end of a career coming up. And he had 3,141 hits. Each of them was just one hit. And and how how deep each each hit really is when you get into it and you and you find that they all had a life of their own and in that second game Trevor Hoffman got a save there's hall of famers right and left there's records going on on that day and then this day was not about Tony Gwynn it was about Randy Johnson Trevor Hoffman you know the Padres home field being a a freak show and not being them them not being able to get their technical situations figured out electrical problems or whatnot but you know Tony Gwynn he's passed away since then but he he knocked a hit that day it's just amazing where you find all these little things that link players here and there in 1973 July 19th same day that we've been talking about, Willie Mays got named to his 24th career All-Star game, which tied Stan Musial as the only two guys to ever be 24-time All-Stars, which we've talked about before in the Willie Mays episode. I think it was episode number two. But every time I look at that and I see 24-time All-Star, like like players don't don't even rarely play 20 years all of these guys I'm talking about, they played until they were 41, 43, 45. The average 
career of an NFL player is 3.6 years. The average career of a, a basketball player is 5.6. The average career of a baseball player is 5. The average career of a hockey player is 4.5 years. That's the average career length. And these guys all not just played 24 years, but they dominated. Cy Young, Willie Mays, Luke Appling, Hall of Fame guys. And it's amazing how they all came together on this day, spanning about a hundred and some years. And they brought the energy of their old their old time swagger. And it really just blows my mind. And I love it. And the last but not least, in 1991, legendary quarterback, one of the all-time greats. If you know me, you know who I'm about to say is my favorite quarterback of all time. Selected number 31 by the Atlanta Falcons. Brett Favor signs his first NFL contract, three years, $1.4 million. Uh, with $350,000 in potential bonuses, he would only go on to play one game with the Falcons. I think he threw two picks. Gets shipped over to Green Bay. Takes over for an injured Don Majkowski, or Makowski, however you pronounce it, the next season. And he would go on to just start every single game for the rest of eternity. Win a Super Bowl. Do godly things. And make some really stupid moves along the way. But one of the most memorable quarterbacks, one of the most exciting players in all of sports to watch, Brett Favre got it all started, signing his first NFL contract. And to me, July 19th is just a day, a tribute to the testament of these Hall of Fame players that played well into their 40s and are known specifically for for being not just one-hit wonders or three, four seasons of domination, but entire careers of dominating the game, being top, you know, all-stars or pro bowlers or, you know, winning championships until it was time to hang it up. And the one guy I will talk about very briefly for there weren't so many hot birthdays for the day. Um, shout out to my older brother. This was the inspiration for the picking July 19th. So another old guy. Just kidding, Goose. Um, he's 32 now. The one notable birthday that I see for the day is an NHL young defenseman by the name of Zach Wierenski. And I think that fittingly, he may be... Because he's, he's a stud. He, he does play in Columbus, so he kind of maybe he'll have to get out of there to really flourish. But as it stands, you know, he, he broke into the league young. He's already a great defenseman. And, you know, if sports ever does come back and seems like it might be right around the corner, and by the time this episode comes out, hopefully we'll be seeing some sweet, sweet NHL playoffs. Uh, I think Zach Wierenski has the stuff in him to maybe become, I don't know if he'll be same caliber as a guy like Brett Favre or Honus Wagner or Tony Gwynn, so to speak. But 
he could be a guy who plays till he's 40 years old and he is a relevant player every year and he's a, a blue liner that every team's going to want and he's going to be sinking contracts well into his career. So I think that fit, he does fit in as a potential old-timer who, 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 who still brings it. And that's really all I've got to say today because age really is just but a number. These guys prove it. And Tom Brady is currently proving it. Drew Brees, they're 40 years old. And probably my favorite old-timer ever was Yarmir Yager because he played till he was just about 50. So I'll just throw him in as an honorable mention. But, you know, if you take care of your body, take care of your mind, you can keep up with the old kids. So... Maybe these guys can be a little bit of an inspiration to us to keep at it. And even when the body starts to go a little bit, push yourself further than you ever believed possible. And you never know what just might happen. That's all for today. If you enjoy the podcast, please feel free to tell your friends about it. Tell your mom, your dog. You can follow me on Facebook. Facebook.com slash IET podcast. And you could also follow the show on Instagram at IET podcast. We are getting close to the end of the first season. We've got five episodes left. The next episode will be talking Chicago Cubs snapping that 108 year drought of winning the World Series, which they did in 2016. And hopefully all my baseball fans out there will be listening when we talk next week. Peace.